Okay, so today we're going to start Law of One Session 99. Uh, this was received November 18, 1982, and <clears throat> it was actually two months <clears throat> after uh, the last session, meaning the last session was September 24, uh, October, November, and so this is two months after that previous session, and they were going through a lot of troubles and had a lot of challenges. <clears throat> so this is not a long session. It's 50% um, of it is um, book five commentary. Uh, probably it'll take us two weeks to get through it, but we'll see. <clears throat> so there's a lot of reading from Jim and Carla, and I'll start with this commentary on the Book 5 material, or commentary from Jim and Carla that was put into Book 5. <clears throat> First Jim, and then Carla, a lot to talk about, and I'll go through each uh, one at a time. So Jim said, uh, most people would probably not have described the feeling of not, being, of not quite being whole and in harmony, which our group experienced during the fall of 1982 as true disharmony. Yet, as one moves further along the path of seeking light and begins to stand closer to it, as we were privileged to do in the raw contact, even the smallest lapses of harmony, when left unresolved, can become targets of opportunity for those such as our friend of negative polarity to intensify. These psychic greetings can become great opportunities to heal those lapses of harmony, and to move even further and faster upon the evolutionary journey, because what such a negative entity is actually doing when it intensifies one's disharmonious choices is pointing out to you weak points which you might have missed in your own consciousness seeking, or conscious seeking. But one must take quick and thorough action in order to unravel these distortions in one's beingness, or further confusion and difficulty may ensue, again due to, first, your original free will choice, second, the intensification of that choice by the negative entity, and third, by lack of attention on your part in finally resolving the distortion and balancing it. Fortunately, most people do not have to deal with the magical abilities of a fifth density entity, but with the lesser abilities of the fourth density minions, who are usually quite effective on their own. Thus, as Carla was finally getting rid of the effects of the intensification of her Blu-ray blockage concerning renting and then cleaning the house next to the airport in Atlanta, I began to notice an increase in my pre-incarnatively chosen distortion of anger frustration. Notice the fundamental principle in Ra's first sentence in response to my question. So it was directly Jim's question that Don asked later. All of our distortions and thus all of our learning are the result of the limitation of the viewpoint. We limit our points of view consciously or unconsciously, pre-incarnatively or during the incarnation, in order to gain a certain bias that may then draw unto it the opposite bias and offer us the opportunity for balance. By being able to see each bias as an opportunity for the Creator to know itself and for us to know ourselves as the Creator, we more and more become able to accept ourselves. We become able to find love and acceptance not only in ourselves, but in others who share our characteristics, and our viewpoint is widened by our efforts to learn and serve. Such growth is not possible without biases or distortions, and these biases and distortions are not possible without the choice to limit the viewpoint in one way or another. So we determine what lessons and services we shall attempt during any incarnation by the way in which we limit our viewpoint. <clears throat> and I'll talk about that after we go through this in terms of limit viewpoint. Going on, he says, another interesting point to note here is that whatever one's basic nature is, whether it be love, wisdom, power, or some blend of these three, one does well to express that nature in a regularized fashion. So does one become a channel for it, not by holding on to it, but by giving it away. <clears throat> Again, we see another purpose of anger, or opportunity that might present to one expressing it, being the polar opposite of love, it may attract that love and compassion to the person feeling it. Remorse and sorrow often attract love and compassion to a positive seeker who's experienced a great deal of anger. 
Anger may also be seen as the negative expression of power, that is, destruction and separation, with the positive side being construction and unification. So it is not necessary to repress or overcome qualities in our being which seem negative and hurtful, but rather to see them as potentials for achieving balance. <clears throat> when these negative qualities are followed to their source, they can enable the seeker to take advantage of the opportunities for knowing the self, the creator, and the creation as portions of a complete unity. Ra's last sentence underscores this point. So, very deep teaching from Jim. Jim is definitely, you know, a, a, a fine teacher in his own right. <clears throat> and... Um, uh, <clears throat> he, he presents many important principles here. So, okay, they were in true disharmony, meaning seriously uh, in conflict or distortion at that time. Yes, when a person is driving fast, <clears throat> then careless steering uh, has very potentially destructive consequences. So, being in contact with the raw group doing this channeling, the NLNL group, was akin to driving fast or dealing with an intensity of intelligent energy, an intensity of light. Light is intelligent energy. It's the same as prana, chi, ki, orgone. <clears throat> uh, it's vril. All these people give, everybody gives it. <laughs> you know, humans like to slap on universals with their personal preference names and titles because they like to personalize because they're so attached to the little body identified self but actually they're dealing with intelligent energy which is highly um, of high potency <clears throat> by the fact that they're really in contact with a six density source and <clears throat> when there are lower chakra distortions particularly which means lack of love and wisdom coming out in distorted ways individually and interpersonally particularly right individually second chakra uh, interpersonally, particularly third chakra, uh, lack of love and wisdom, fourth and fifth development, or a lapse in development, or you know, just some blockage, temporary or whatever, in four and five leads to um, increased blockage consequences in one, two, three. And so, <clears throat> from a, a lot of his uh, his teaching here is the theory, the the metaphysical value of distortion and the metaphysical usage or personal usage processing distortion towards soul evolution, spiritual growth. But the specifics of how to do it are um, difficult, and it's much easier spoken than, than performed, meaning uh, to heal one's anger, to heal communication blockages. Uh, for them, once they were clear about what they needed to do, they could do it very well, but I think particularly Jim or, or Don and Carla were stuck in certain patterns, and then Jim had his own anger um, intensified, <clears throat> and that made it hard for them to resolve their disharmony. Uh, what he's saying, though, there's an extremely important point here in terms of um, the plate, the proper, uh, a proper or a very mature understanding of the role and the function of negative attack. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of calling this friend and greeting. You know, if somebody comes to kill me, I can, I'm not going to call them my friend. And if they're trying to lie and cheat and harm me and something, to call it a greeting is, is silly. So I'll call it a psychic attack. I mean, I think that, the, the, in fact, you know, <laughs> by, by wanting to reframe it as my friend's greeting, Right, this our, our our fifth density friend greeting us. Um, just the, the the basis of the reframing from psychic attack to uh, friend greeting, psychic greeting from our friend. Uh, the basis of that reframing is uh, a basis of continued vulnerability to such attack because of the distortions in, uh, I would say, uh, love. Uh, the wisdom, you know, the um, uh, missing the the love basis of clear discernment and differentiation, and discrimination of the nature of activity. So, but his point is uh, excellent <clears throat> that 
when uh, when a negative entity, a bad person, when somebody brings us trouble, or when we get into trouble in life, um, it's simply showing us what we've missed uh, in our own healing and balance. And so, <clears throat> yes, these greetings or attacks can become great opportunities to heal the lapses of harmony. Um, what it's doing is when it intensifies one's disharmonious choices, it's actually intensifying the consequences of disharmonious choice. The choice is a choice. <clears throat> if, if I'm in anger, um, it's my choice to keep my mind attached to anger. If I'm in self-pity, if I'm um, in communication breakdown, unwilling to <clears throat> uh, know my process, speak my process, listen to your process, work with you in our communication, that's a choice. But what's intensified is the consequences, the, the deleterious, harmful consequences of the choice. And the, <clears throat> the, the choice to hold on to anger leads the negative entity to intensifying or um, amping up that um, product of, of the choice being the anger. And so uh, pointing out weak points which we might have missed in our own conscious seeking. That's exactly what he said, and that's exactly right. Uh, <clears throat> and so uh, they, negative entities, are working on the, cons the distorted consequences or the inevitable consequences of distorted choice. The distorted choice is not when anger or self-pity or shutdown occurs, but how we um, make uh, keep an attachment to the anger or the self-pity, self-blame, or the unwillingness to speak and know and listen. It's the unwillingness to move out of the distortion that is intense, that, that is the Pro, uh, useful, you know, a, a viable target for negative intensification that leads to an intensification of the consequences of that attachment, meaning an attachment to distortion and an unwillingness to heal and balance. So uh, we have an original free will choice and then consequences. Then there's an intensification of the consequences, and the consequences, uh, you know, are some basically deficient love wisdom uh, position in mind and behavior. Wrong speech, wrong action, generally. And then this lack of attention to finally resolving distortion, balancing it. Resolving equals balancing. Balancing is resolution. That balancing is called self-healing. The self-healing then in demands increased fourth and fifth chakra activation. The fourth and fifth chakra activation in process, Ra has talked about, you know, <laughs> I've talked about, that's the healing and balance PDF, that's called healing and balance. And that's all about know yourself, accept yourself, um, allow your process, feel it in your body, know it, try to make understanding of your process, accept it as it is, discern, or take responsibility for your portion of it, or the co-created, the co-creational aspects, meaning I chose to be with this other person who doesn't want to communicate or wants to keep earning me or is insensitive or has their blockages. I chose these people with their blockages, whether I knew it or not. <laughs> I'm responsible for the people in my life being in my life, not being as they are, but being in my life. And if people, you know, give us trouble, we're responsible for having for having that person in our life. <laughs> Even uh, pre-incarnatively or during the incarnation, the choice to bring them in and keep them in as a friend or or you know, whatever relation there is. And so a distorted, uh, but Jim tracks it very nicely back to um, limited viewpoint. Limited viewpoint is what I call core beliefs. Core beliefs are beliefs of self, self-beliefs, and world beliefs. <clears throat> and based on beliefs or the sense of self um, associated with that, we also fashion our sense of world. Uh, and our sense of proper relations. Everybody's uh, a liar. Everybody's going to hurt me. I've got to be tough. I've got to, uh, you know, go me first all the way. Or everybody's kind and sweet. I just be trusting. I don't have to worry. Everything's going to be fine. Or um, I don't know anything about anybody. I only know about me. <laughs> now I feel, and my feeling is supreme. And if I feel this way, it's all good. And if you feel the other way, it's my fault. It's your fault. Whatever. 
these are all distortions or what I would call distorted core beliefs. Um, misunderstanding of self and world and other. Uh, uh, some kind of mistaken assumptions about how things are or who we are. Uh, over uh, low self-worth particularly. Or um, exaggerated self-worth or materialist bias, right? I'm just a body, I'm a body mind, and I'm going to be extinguished after death. All sorts of views and beliefs about self and about world and about what's right, and, and that includes our values. So core beliefs includes our scale of values. This is better than that. This is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. These are all um, within the deep mind viewpoint that he's talking about. The viewpoint which is our biases and our attitudes, more concretely, psychologically, I think would be called core beliefs. And core beliefs are particularly about self, about world, about proper relations, uh, which includes values. Proper relations comes from values. So core beliefs and values. How about that? And that is associated with core motivations. And core motivations is associated with desire. What we naturally want, therefore what we naturally don't want or can't accept, and all of that is distorted. <laughs> That's called seven chakra distortion. And so spiritual path is not simply uh, happy, uh, love, light, oh wow, everything's one, but also bringing deep love, acceptance, care, and deep wisdom, discernment, comprehension, real understanding, uh, to my own process. And then we can do that and apply that love, wisdom, care, acceptance, discernment, comprehension to others and to the world. And that's called loving truth. And so uh, <clears throat> he's saying all our distortions and all our learning is a result of the limitation of the viewpoint, meaning uh, uh, as perceived, so believed. As assumed, so lived. Um, the way we see things which may be clear or confused, but is generally some mixture of clarity and confusion, uh, determines or influences strongly how we choose to respond with uh, action and speech. And, and that's associated with our values. So uh, you can say that growth is not possible without biases or distortions, but God is possible without growth. <laughs> the Logos, before there was a, an octave, there was the Logos. And so this whole scheme of evolution or creation, the, the whole, um, the, the, the infinite tapestry of octaves, galaxies, stars, planets, beings, bodies, minds, dimensional progression, that whole thing um, uh, is, is uh, secondary to its source. It came from a source, the source being the Logos, which is perfect love light or intelligent energy love light light love which is simply a focus a focusing of intelligent infinity or the one infinite creator that whole thing is um, um, for the purpose of the creator knowing itself yeah sure Don uh, Jim says that being able to see each bias as an opportunity for the creator to know itself well that's very high theory that's essential true all beings as the creator all situations as an opportunity to know oneself. Uh, a little bit closer to our personal experience is the view that um, we really ought to, we, we really are in suffering a lot, often. We, we have a lot of stress and angst and pain and unwellness in mind. And um, the way to be well is to first admit it and to keep admitting it and to keep acknowledging it and to be really, really honest with oneself. I think Ra talking about the you know the adept needing the most stringent honesty with oneself. We should all be really. I mean, should if you want happiness, you got to find truth, right? The truth will set you free. It's actually the wise application of truth will, um, will is is self freeing. We free ourselves by seeking, finding, and applying um, important truth, right? Not every truth. Right? Okay, uh, the wall is white and the uh, sky is blue. There's no much, not much application needed of that. But there's the truths of 
what's going on in our process and what's happening interpersonally and what's happening in the world and uh, knowing that is followed then by acceptance and deeper understanding and um, seeing the microcosm in the context of the macrocosm seeing personal process interpersonal process of our relationships in the context of our whole life journey soul journey and seeing the world process or humanity collective in the in the context of a planetary evolution in the context of universal evolution uh, where you know the original desires that entities seek and become one as Ra said that's the purpose um, meanwhile uh, to the degree that we're not well we really ought to admit it <laughs> and I mean that that's how wellness happens by acknowledging unwellness that's how freedom happens by acknowledging bondage bondage in mind bonded you know bondage to, to wrong to, to mistaken core beliefs distorted core beliefs about self and world and values distorted beliefs distorted core beliefs about me about us about you and the world and and uh, the scale of values that we have our motivations not not knowing that stuff and not knowing how we're um, confused we have very little hope of, of um, real happiness and so Zhang Su or Lao Tzu said uh, outside the way very few find true happiness very so so anyway Jim has a very mature understanding of this uh, and so yeah um, the basis of our incarnation is associated with uh, doing work on what is what remains distorted it's basically seven chakra work but it's particularly work on mind, particularly work on core beliefs, particularly work on distorted notions of self and um, unskillful, unwise, uh, unloving, uh, unhelpful values and motivations, unhelpful, which is called bad, uh, attachments to, you know, the big three poisons, uh, grasping aversion and ignorance, desire, which is very much associated with sorrow when we don't have it. Anger, aversion, rejection, hate, irritation, frustration happens all the time, comes up regularly for most everyone. And ignorance, which is, <laughs> you know, the basis of just not knowing so much we don't know, the, so much we're un, unclear about, you know? It, 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 I guess it's a mark of my own knowing that uh, I see so clearly, more clearly than ever before, how people imagine that they know so much <laughs> they think they know so much it's shocking to me i never thought this before maybe i've come to see you know, uh, knowledge comes to understand its um its va you know its its uh, intrinsic uh, boundedness or or limited limitation limitedness how limited my knowledge is 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 a product of coming to greater knowledge and understanding then looking at others it's really uh, the norm here, so that the, the oxymoron is human expert, <laughs> uh, human expertise. Um, they they don't go together, baby. They don't. They don't. Unless you're talking about Nityananda and and guys like Ramana Maharshi and Webu Sayadaw and Gautama and uh, Lynchy maybe. So anyway, um, it all makes sense. The question is do you know what you want? If you know what you want, you can do it. If you don't know what you want, you'll just go around in circles, probably. Or we do. So, <clears throat> um, and then Jim breaks that point. Um, whatever one's basic nature is, be it love, wisdom, or power, which is four, fifth, six chakra preponderance. So, in Buddhism, there's the understanding that beings have a preponderance of one of the three poisons. There are anger-type people, there are desire-type people, there are ignorance-type people, although we have a blend of all three. Uh, likewise, um, there are mm, people, wanderers or not, um, who have made some seven-chakra development, some spiritual development, who are mainly love-based, wisdom-based, or six-chakra-based. And um, that may not be balanced, uh, but it normally happens that there's a line of least resistance. 
and so Jim says one does not become uh, that it does one does well. Ra had said this in the session to express that nature in a regularized fashion. It means in a balanced way. <clears throat> um, there's no problem with uh, manifesting what's easy or natural or your basic uh, default condition. You know, a loving person is right to to be engaged with lots of people doing loving, being loving in action and speech. A wise person is right to be studying and teaching and writing and what they might do. And and a power-oriented person might be right to get more involved in spiritual practice or white magic, maybe, uh, or something that's associated with um, adept work, if they're balanced. <laughs> if they're not, they're going to hit the wall and crash. But <clears throat> it's, it's fine to uh, build on your strong point and he says, so one becomes a channel for it, not holding up, but not by holding on to it, by giving it away. Yeah, one, one naturally, one, one lets oneself freely express one's strengths or one's good qualities, or the most, the, the um, that particular good quality, spiritual quality that one is most comfortable with, uh, ought to be shared freely. I don't even say that's giving it away, and it's similar, he says, a channel. It's really called expression. <laughs> Freely express that which is um, of a positive quality that, that feels good for you, and then take care of the other functions that have not yet been developed. And so <clears throat> uh, he also makes a point that anger is the opposite of love. I don't think that's actually the case. Anger, I think, is actually the opposite uh, of uh, desire <laughs> or acceptance. And uh, control is the opposite of love. Love is unconditional acceptance, not I like, actually. It's uh, I accept. Uh, all is uh, as is uh, no control. Uh, control is manipulation because I don't like it. It should be changed in my way, to my way. That's the mind of anger, uh, or, or of controlling. But <clears throat> um, he makes some extremely important points here, and it's worth reading a few times, but I have to go to Carlos' section here. And um, you, you can see as the sessions go towards 106, there's more material that was reserved for Book 5, more commentary from Jim and Carla, and their own... Um, this was written you know, maybe eight years later, maybe 92 or something, they wrote these commentaries, uh, how much they know. They, they're quite wise, mature teachers in their own right and um, have a lot to say here. So Carla's section begins, and I'll read it through. Carla said, I have thought that this particular fragment is perhaps the best example in this present volume of why Ra can be so helpful. We three humans were doing our level best to stay totally harmonized in movement and rhythm, but we often erred, as do all of us, no matter what, if not today, then tomorrow. This is the human state, or the human estate. Working on this catalyst between us with an intensity born of wishing to remain clear enough to contact Ra, we developed questions for Ra, trying to get, a, get more of a bead on what our distortions were, and how to approach seating these incoming catalysts. But no question, however cleverly phrased, could expect to garner a piece of advice like, quote, Ra's quote, as, as in all distortions, the source is the limit of the viewpoint. In terms of the old, end quote, in terms of the old saw about a choice between giving a man a fish and giving him a pole and teaching him fishing, Ra always went for the fishing pole plus bait, and all without infringement on free will. An impressive task, and appreciated by us. We poured over these little comments a lot. They really did help us focus. Going on, <clears throat> I've already talked about the buttermilk penicillin cure. The principle Raw followed in okaying my wearing of a little cross in session seems very telling for a lot of questions we have about <clears throat> should we do something or not. They said it wasn't the greatest in terms of what complications it would cause but it was okay because it was a symbol which strengthened me in a real way. This concept of balance 
and the strength of being as flowing into a pattern which is read as metaphysical rather than physical is a real help to people who want to be less allergic or depressed or whatever. Do what feels right, letting the mystical meaning have as much importance as the physical. Find the balance. Ra's advice to Jim struck home both to Jim and to Don and to me. After we read this, we decided to encourage Jim to take the afternoon for solitude. He really enjoyed, and still enjoys, this routine, going out into the gardens for whatever needs doing after lunch, <clears throat> and finishing up at eventide with a bath. I am often out there with him, but I do leave him in solitude unless I have a gardening question. To watch Jim work is to understand the power and purpose of ritual and magic. My dear Mick, and in parentheses she writes, I call him that to distinguish him from my brother and also from my first husband, both named Jim, still has an amazingly bright and fiery temper. I stand in awe, quite literally, and watch it sweep through him like a tornado. He has, through the years, found ways to behave less angrily, but that core imbalance for him runs very deep, rather like my wanting to do too much. Some things about all of us are far from smart, but when you try to eradicate them, they just snicker. Nope, we're part of the package, they seem to say. I have worked my way through the substantial catalyst this has been for me, and give Mick thanks for such an excellent catalyst. I have never been hurt physically, mind you. This is a solo act. I simply, I now simply observe and accept. <clears throat> I know it only seems that way. I affirm perfection. That is what I have learned to do so far, both to my own humanity and other people's. Meanwhile, he has had to learn to tend me rather like a shepherd, walking along and picking up the things I drip behind me as I go absent-mindedly on. No one gets away free. I can only say that meditation and a daily offering each day as a beginning help for me. They are the basis of my day, and I think Jim would also say that, so I encourage any who might have had trouble doing that to try again. This time, adapt the practice to your life. It is a routine that has served us well. Perhaps that is too much for you, but you see how to build a time for you and the Creator to meet. You can't just remake your life around a newly discovered devotional or mystic aspect of yourself. You have to practice a rule of life that gives you time to do your necessaries. I think that one quick drink is a powerful thing. So please try again if you've given up. For those who want to read about meditation, I recommend Joel Goldsmith's little book, The Art of Meditation. So, <clears throat> uh, this is a Western perspective on meditation and raw influenced in terms of meeting me and the Creator meeting. Um, that's very different than Buddhist understanding of meditation, though the results may be similar. Uh, it's a different conceptual framework, for sure. Uh, so, yes, as she says, uh, we may do our best to stay harmonized in movement and rhythm as we move through the world, uh, but we all make mistakes or we all have distortions. We all have seven chakra blockages. And uh, yes, many, many times, or, or Ra was basically helping them help themselves, and that's what any great teaching does, is to help us help ourselves. And the, the, the pith quote was, as in all distortions, the source is the limit of the viewpoint. The limit of the viewpoint is uh, a way of saying distorted core belief. Distorted core belief means what our beliefs are, our viewpoint. It's not just the you know vista on the mountain road looking out over the view, the view uh, you know rest stop. It's uh, how we see things, the point of seeing thing. If I have low self-esteem, or I think I'm um, the best of all, um, those views come from a position. A, a certain point of view is expressed. The point is. Uh, I see what my failings and distortions and weaknesses and troubles and that's all therefore I know I'm shithead or I'm low self-value you know I'm no good I can only redeem myself by excess service or self-sacrifice or burn you know burnout based uh, martyrdom some kind of worth in like Carla talked about you know or Ron talked about the view of uh, worth in action my self-worth is determined by my action. 
by my quantity of quantity quality of interaction service based interaction with other well if that's based on uh, some sense of inadequacy which is called low self esteem or low self worth that view comes from a perspective and the perspective is the viewpoint or the point from which there is a viewing and the point um, that the view expresses the view of low self-esteem or grandiosity uh, narcissism pride vanity you know I'm better than everybody you I have I'm <laughs> I'm free so this kind of uh, distortion uh, over under self-estimation under over um, is a point of view it, it, it comes out of a point of view as well this is so esoteric you know the this is sort of uh, the, the landscape of, of mind um, between conscious to unconscious. What comes out in the conscious is um, based in the subconscious. And the subconscious is, you know, deep personal mind, um, core beliefs, as I said. <clears throat> and this is all very much second chakra stuff, particularly. And so seven chakra blockage mainly comes out of second chakra uh, the conditions of second chakra being the first, um, the, the first uh, node, nodal point, nexus, that receives pure intelligent energy coming out of root chakra. The first take is second ray, uh, from one to two, Malkut to, uh, you know, the water. So from earth to water, the first movement of what, <laughs> you know, intelligent energy is how it's configured coming out of the root chakra how earth earth in motion right the earth energy of root chakra goes into motion softens and becomes a water element second chakra comparable uh, comparably uh, the first receiver of intelligent energy up the seven chakra line is second ray second ray is particularly related to sense of self sense of self is the basis of viewpoint and is the point of view from which we see everything Everything is seen from the point of view of identity, a sense of self, sense of selfhood. And while that itself is ignorance, um, it may be less, you know, increasingly free of distortion. So that's critical. And it's, you know, it's easy to talk these things, um, but it's a whole lot harder to integrate with a group <laughs> like they had to do. And, and the problem, I think, really is that people don't know their own motivations. Why am I here with you? What do I want here with you? I'm not here to. I'm not here just because I'm some saint and I want to give you. I'm here with you because I want something with you, from you, with you, together, not together. I want something. I want to take. I'm here because I have a desire. Now, uh, it may be a desire for, um, you know, spiritual community in love wisdom. It may be um, not only that. <laughs> Normally, it won't be only that, and so. People should admit their selfish, self-oriented desires, but <laughs> uh, to the extent that people are in relationship, seeking to get some things from other people, um, there's a concurrent uh, obscuration to see um, what it is I'm wanting, because I'm here with you to get it, even though I don't know it. Even though, yeah, sure, I hope you're happy, I care about you, I want you to be well, but I'm here with you for certain reasons too it have to do with what I want to get not just what I want to give and me saintly nobody you know let's not fool ourselves and imagine ourselves more saintly than we are or saintly if we're not and very few people you know are saintly by the way meaning perfected love wisdom so let's not pretend we're more developed than we are but in general um, there are all sorts of desires, like Jim, Don, Carla, or any group, or any relationship, or any pair, couple. Why are you there? Well, they want the contact with Ra. What else do they want? They want all sorts of things. Some of them are spiritualized and selfless and pure, and some of them are self-oriented, uh, personal, physical, or emotional, mental, whatever. They want some things. That's called normal. That's normal. We all want things. But if you don't know what it is then you might um, get into distortion. distortions in deep mind may be triggered when we don't get what we want. 
I mean, where does anger come from? We're not getting what we want. We're experiencing what we don't want. Where does desire come in? We feel there's a deficiency and believe there's something, that thing that we're desiring will make me better, make me feel better. We don't get it. We feel angry or we feel sad. Okay, it's totally normal. But if you don't know what's going on there, uh, like most of us don't, because it's pretty deep to know one's own desires and motivations and intentions moment by moment, you know, when they're significant <clears throat> or why I'm here, um, then there'll be all sorts of conflict in relationship and group that, that are unrecognized. And much of it is, uh, I, I don't know what I want, <laughs> and I'm not really comfortable, but I'm not comfortable not getting what I want, even though I don't really know what I want, or I only know a little bit of what I want, or some of what I want is unrealistic, actually, or I want you to be what I want you to be, which is pretty normal, but I know, but in fact, it's impossible. So part of it is, uh, you know, <laughs> wanting, being unrealistic, being unrealistic, and, and wanting to hold to impossible, unrealistic desires. I don't want to let it go. I'm not going to accept that I can't have. I want you to change. Or I'm going to stay angry. Or I'm going to stay depressed because that's all I can do and I'm licking my wounds. So <laughs> it's a whole lot deeper than, than just a high theory. And that's why really personal counseling and, and intensive dialogue or deep, deep meditation not trying to get close to God and talk to Creator, but actually letting the the subconscious um, cough up, cough itself up into the conscious mind, and getting a detachment. Um, it's a real metaphysical detachment um, of the seer from the seen. It's a uh, natural intrapsychic, not inter between, but intra within psychic mind. Uh, establishment of detachment from the pure seer. I mean, who's speaking now, right? Is it the mind that's speaking, or is it the one that speaks through the mind? <laughs> of course, it's the one that speaks through the mind. For all of us, same. That's the seer. And so, a, a very subtle cutting of unrecognized but very powerful attachment identification between the seer and the scene between the seer and the human mind, the personal mind, between the higher self or what we are and the function or, or the vehicle we're using called mind, mind-body. Identifying with mind-body, we don't recognize... Um, uh, we don't recognize so clearly um, how it is we remain attached to distortion, how it is we hold and, and cling or cling to distortion our clinging, upadana, how our clinging to grasping aversion, ignorance, or limited viewpoint is, is happening in real time. This is very, very serious stuff. And so if you do meditation and you try to meet the Creator, well, that's cute and cool and fun. But how about know your mind deeply and know how it is, in fact, we keep our own suffering. We, we perpetuate our suffering and dukkha, Basically, by continued um, unrecognized attachment to desire and aversion, <laughs> to grasping or feeling sorry for ourselves having lost, or anger and struggle, non-acceptance. It's, it's how we don't know ourselves, which is you know, not, not seeing and accepting and understanding our limited viewpoints that gets us into trouble and keeps the trouble. It's very, very subtle stuff. And, and meditation can do a great deal <clears throat> to break attachments. But I, you know, <laughs> I would recommend Vipassana or Anapanasati uh, mindfulness practice where one is really learning detachment from mental process itself rather than trying to meet the creator. Frankly, you can meet the creator, but are you, <laughs> are you really meeting the creator? Of course you are the creator. Okay, well... If you allow the subconscious to come up more fully into consciousness, that's also called meeting the Creator. So, after that, 45 minutes. Yes, indeed, this will be two hours. But, you know, uh, I hope it's useful. I think it's important, these, uh, this unpacking. 
990, the greeting, I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. And Don first asks about Carla, would you please give me the condition of the instrument? Ra says, this instrument's physical deficit continues, but has the potential for the lessening due to the removal in your probable future of foodstuffs to which the instrument has significant allergy. The vital energy levels are somewhat lessened than the last asking, but remain strong. The change in the mental-emotional energy level is towards the distortion of the weakening of this complex. So, again, we can see how how we're feeling any moment <clears throat> is the combined product, or is the product of a confluence of the multiple energy complexes, complexes that we have. Physical energy, vital energy, mental-emotional energy, they're all quite different. And again, um, LNL has a Cal, a, a kind of um, biorhythm type calculator on the LNL site. You can look for it. Um, very well done. So, um, Carla was okay at this point, even though um, you know the vital energies were lessened, but they were strong. So less than before, but strong. Anyway, what about the foodstuffs creating the allergic reaction? Don asks, and Ross said that which you call the butter. Excuse me, buttermilk. Though appropriately used in the healing work undertaken for the throat and chest areas is the substance to which the entity has allergy. So there may be um, expert human, doctor, naturopath recommendations of this, that, and the other substance, but one may have an allergy to it. So just because it works for them doesn't mean it works for us, and uh, it wasn't helpful for her to continue with that. More about that, 99.3, Don says, the instruments asks if she, it will be all right, meaning if it'll be all right, to keep the small gold cross on while she's in one of the sessions, or will it cause some distortion that is not advisable? And so she had a Catholic Christian cross, I guess a necklace. Ross said, we scan the mental distortions of the instrument, although the presence of the metallic substance is, in general, not recommended. In this instance, as we find those distortions weakening the mental-emotional complex of the instrument due to its empathic distortions, the figure is specifically recommended for use by this instrument. We would request that should any strengthening be done to the chain, as we find intended by the instrument, the strengthening links which symbolize eternity to this instrument be as high in purity or higher than the remainder of the device. In this nexus, with in this nexus, that which this device represents, meaning the cross, what it represents, to this instrument, is a much-needed strengthener of the mental-emotional patterns which have been much disrupted from the usual configuration of distortions. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ra doesn't sugarcoat anything at all, and working from the back to the front, uh, she's in a condition where mental-emotional patterns were recently much disrupted, distorted, uh, unsettled from the usual distortions. <laughs> and so that's where we are. We're going from less distorted to more distorted and back to less distorted. Uh, we're not going from uh, clear to blocked back to totally clear. Like you go to some healers and they say, okay, your second and third chakras are now open. I cleared them. I pick up the stuff and throw in the garbage can symbolically. So it doesn't really work that way. It goes, the, 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 the process of, of seven chakra development is from current dif distortion to less distortion to occasionally um, greater distortion or blockage, really. You know, chakra's blockage, chakra blockage equals mental distortion. Distortions in mind, <clears throat> which Gautama traced back to the three poisons, right? Grasping, desire, aversion, <clears throat> anger, rejection, and ignorance, not knowing, or confusedness. <clears throat> Trace back to those three poisons, distortions in mind <clears throat> um, that lead to distortions in speech called wrong speech, or emotional triggering, or emotional charge by which, you know, from which uh, coming, coming out of being triggered in situations, or by personal, you know, bodily illness or something. All of those traceable back to the three poisons, I would say, 
is is of a certain chakra condition default that slowly slowly if we keep doing spiritual work you know focused on healing and balance know yourself accept yourself become the creator then um the seven the the default condition of seven chakra blockage decreases steadily but occasionally um certain situations arise or body conditions arise and it triggers us to greater distortion in mind or blockage in the seven rays then when we do healing and balance or when we you know um accept and understand and move to forgiveness self-forgiveness and other forgiveness um naturally um, the distortions in mind dissipate and naturally the temporarily increased the greater blockage seven rays seven chakra blockage decreases and we're back to a default which is a usual configuration of distortion not zero or free of all blockage but <clears throat> Ra's saying it's okay that she wears the cross and interestingly uh, they read her mind she intended to strengthen the chains of the brace of the necklace holding the cross uh, these links symbolize eternity you know <clears throat> whether you know symbolism or not the deep mind is getting it um, this physical world is the manifestation <clears throat> not only of the astral plane and uh, etheric forms right the the world of forms that Plato talked about right the time-space conditions that precipitate or manifest as space-time matter. But also, actually, <laughs> this whole entirety of 3D space-time physical and 3D time-space non-physical world of forms or ideals actually comes from the mental, the logoic mental, meaning the world of forms is the world of ideals or ideas, pure ideas, as Plato said. <clears throat> they're not just energy fields, or they are, you can say, time-space energy fields that precipitate into matter. Um, energy follows thought. <clears throat> and so, uh, first there's a thought, then there's a manifestation of energy fields in space, in time-space, and then there's uh, action that leads to changed space-time conditions. Right? So we have a sequence from mind to energy field reorganization, to physical space-time precipitation or materialization or manifestation. It starts in the mind. And, and at the mental level, which is really logoic mental, I think, at this point, we're talking about, you know, what, what's a planet? What's, a, what's the plant? Well, what's a, the, the plant kingdom? What's the animal kingdom? What's the human kingdom? What is a face? What are the, what is the, what are the, the different um, features of a face? And what does that mean? Where does it come from? Well, looks to me as a representation of the, of the major six chakras, chin to, chin to um, forehead, <clears throat> all below the seven chakra crown. And so um, objects are divine symbols, whether you know it or not. They are divine or cosmic or universal uh, symbolic representations of the mind that gave rise to the energy fields that gave rise to space-time physical matter. <clears throat> and if you get that, you can figure out that, that this is the dreamscape. It's not unreal. It's not a cyber something. It's um, um, the dream, the mind, the God, <laughs> the mind, the dream, the mind's dream of God. Creation is God's dream, is, is the logoic mind dream is the appearance of the dream of the Logos, is the manifestation of the Logoic dreaming. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. In some way, yes, but it's not a, a techno thing, it's not a cyber simulation, and it's not run by the Archons. So, uh, how about that? Uh, more personal material, 99.4. And I think that'll be we'll we'll close this session today at ninety nine five. Uh, Don goes on. Is there anything that anything further that needs to be done for or by the instrument to remove the magical working, or any of its after effects on her throat area by our fifth density negative companion? He doesn't say friend. He said companion. And Ross said no. <clears throat> and so they've done the most. They really were doing their best. 
and um, the contact with Ra again is is a high intensity uh, life situation. It's a high intensity um, dynamic life dynamic that they were all going through, and everything got charged, including their communications with each other, and any distortions that anybody would have that all of us do have meaning distortions in mind, limited viewpoint, distorted core beliefs, and distorted uh, patterns of desire and aversion based on lack of self-understanding, like we all have. All of that got charged and intensified by the, by the nature of their life <clears throat> doing this work at that time. The last matter, 99.5, and that's then we'll end it for the day. Don says, finally, of the preliminary questions, one from Jim stating, quote, For the last three weeks, I have often been at the edge of anger and frustration, have had a nearly constant dull pain at my indigo ray center, and have felt quite drained of energy. Would Ra comment on the source of these experiences and any thoughts or actions that might alleviate it? <clears throat> and so, um, having pain at the indigo six-ray center, meaning the forehead, um, can be a sign of unblocking, um, where there's a heavy blockage in process of being unblocked. It can also be uh, the result of some negative attack on that. Negatives can work on the sixth chakra to some degree, uh, a certain superficial level of it, actually. They can also work on heart chakra. And <clears throat> it can be um, the result of self-blocking and maybe he was warring on his anger or not able to heal it and that's why uh, if you block your anger and hold your anger rather than vent, somehow, at least you know, can vent it alone, you know. But if you suppress anger, then all sorts of chakra blockages can happen, and that might have been what's going on here. And he wanted, so Don is asking Jim's question, asking Ra to comment on the source of these experiences, his um, anger, frustration, and pain, six-ray pain and thoughts or actions that might alleviate it. <clears throat> and Ra comes with that, that critical teaching here and says, as in all distortions, the source is the limit of the viewpoint. We may, without serious infringement, suggest three courses of behavior which shall operate upon the distortion expressed, meaning the anger, frustration, that probably is the pain of the constant dull pain at the forehead. <clears throat> okay, so what three courses of behavior? And I'll read it through. Firstly, it would be well for the scribe, Jim, to engage, if not daily, then as nearly so as possible, in a solitary, strenuous activity which brings this entity to true physical weariness. <clears throat> Further, although any activity may suffice, an activity chosen for its intended service to the harmony of the group would be quite efficacious. The second activity is some of your space, time, and time space taken by the entity directly or as nearly so as possible to the strenuous activity for solitary contemplation. Thirdly, the enthusiastic pursuit of the balancing and silent meditations cannot be deleted from the list of helpful activities for this entity. We may note that the great forte of the scribe is summed in the inadequate sound vibration complex power. The flow of power just as the flow of love or wisdom is enabled not by the chari conserver of its use, but by the constant user. The physical manifestation of power, being either constructive or destructive, strenuous activity, the power-filled entity must needs exercise that manifestation. This entity experiences a distortion in the direction of an excess of stored energy. It is well to know the self and to guard and use those attributes which the self has provided for its learning and its service. Chari, <clears throat> the chari conserver of its use, is cautious, careful, wary, fastidious, frugal, frugal and stingy. So the, <clears throat> the uh, tight-fisted, uh, sparing and frugal and tight-mouthed, tight tight-minded, tight um, limited user, uh, of the main qualities of our being, doing that isn't helpful. And so this is the last paragraph of Ra's response, <clears throat> which is um, a more general metaphysical teaching on the way that 
individuals who are of a predominant type. Some people are so are, are quite balanced in the three. That doesn't mean they're developed. <laughs> it just means that not any one of them predominates love, power, or love, wisdom, power. <clears throat> but in this case, Jim's um, forte, which really means his predominant spiritual quality, his predominant upper triad development. Upper triad, four, five, six, is one way to look at it. You can say upper triad is also five, six, seven, fine. But one of the two upper triads, the personal, <laughs> four, five, six, uh, shows three qualities, uh, love, wisdom, power. Uh, power is also being, by the way. And so, uh, <clears throat> and, and each of those three chakras which lead to predominant qualities, just a second, I think there's a little static on the line. So anyway, I'm not sure if this is, you guys can hear me, but I'm going to just close this out in a few minutes. I hear a little static or a little something, white noise. Each uh, person, each of us who has some spiritual development more than ordinary, anybody who's living above the diaphragm somewhat, will have one of the three predominant, often. Often people have one of the three upper triad, upper, the personal upper triad, four, five, six, predominant love uh, giving being um, being uh, comforting, being in care with other, or being uh, of healing and comfort and acceptance uh, heartfully. That's predominant green. Predominant blue is uh, teaching, communication, basically. Reading, writing, speaking, particularly. Truth-based or... Um, uh, receptive, transmissive <clears throat> in terms of communication in, you know, for self, benefit of self and other. And the and six, that's uh, blue, predominant. And then there's indigo predominant, which is, uh, you can say power, but there's also being. Power is the manifest, power is the potential. And um, the, or you can say that power is the kinesis of the potentia, potential, what's called being. Sixth ray, you know, this is a Western approach, okay? I am not a Westerner, and so I, I far more dearly hold um, the Eastern way, um, which is sometimes called quietism, <laughs> um, uh, solitary cultivation, um, not relational, and um, six chakra from the other perspective is pure being, but pure being in motion equals power or intelligent, you know, intelligent infinity, you can say, is the quality of six ray that come that, that is known as being, or peace, or samadhi, while <clears throat> when the, the, the potentiation, or the kinesis, the potentiation of that, or its kinetic expression, is power. And that's called intelligent energy. And so, for the person who's sixth ray predominant of the three, that doesn't mean they're free of blockages. It doesn't mean every chakra below six is clear. But uh, the way of, of um, those people is the constant, is basically making good use of your strong point. <laughs> so the lover should be loving, and the knower should keep knowing. And, uh, you know, the knower who may speak should keep knowing and speaking. The lover who feels should keep feeling and caring and uh, the one that that is being uh, ought to keep sharing you know freely living that being and and radiating it or using it in power which will all be guided by love wisdom so <clears throat> that's a big deal anyway um, it's actually a very I've used it myself it's very helpful if one is stuck in hell mind of anger, well, whatever his state was, I don't know, to involve in solitary strenuous activity that gets us to true exhaustion, and then to follow that up with um, solitary contemplation. In the Korean Zen temple, <clears throat> um, at the lowest point of my own process, 
I did um, full body prostrations. Actually, they were like half half prostrations, but like a hundred, a series of 108, like two or three or four series of 108 prostrations, where I'm banging my forehead on the ground and my hands up in a certain Korean style. <clears throat> you're damn free of anger when you do that a couple of rounds of 108 and then go into sitting into med meditation. Um, that really gets the hell out of mind quite effectively. And hell is the realm of those who are stuck in anger. <clears throat> and so uh, if you live by harming others and self, uh, you will go to hell when you die, most likely. If there are any agents still around here at session 99, <laughs> you know where you're going. So, unless you, unless you change, have a change of heart, which is very possible. Okay. Yeah. So there was a sound matter there. <laughs> let me, <clears throat> um, let me continue. Do you hear me now? And so, um, sorry for that uh, technical difficulty, but we're at the end of the session, and again, in this answer here of 99.5, um, excellent guidance is given for um, <clears throat> the anger condition, and I think this file is not going to, this problem continues again. Anyway. Uh, excellent guidance is given for the anger type and uh, he really was able to work through the anger um, I guess uh, next session <clears throat> uh, we're going to start with 99.6 and get into the tarot and we will certainly conclude this session 96 then go into particularly transformation of mind card 6 which is also very interesting so uh, I hope that this extended commentary and my uh, riffing on the deep process spoken by Jim and Carla was helpful. And they explained the process very well, and Ra's guidance is very practical and helpful. So I hope it was useful for you too. So please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night. <laughs>